Hello and welcome to Why We're Talking About Rabbits. That's this podcast right here aimed at folks like you, me, my daughters who are coming on today. We all feel a sense of dislocation. I think we do, just by definition, but maybe these times are even worse. But here we are. We're doing this pod where we talk about heavy things lightly. Today we talk about sports, which are light things talked about even lighter or with a twist of heaviness. Get ready. We're walking through Watar. This is episode 29. This is John Hears. This is First Things Foundation. And this is Mets. Jets, Greens, and Blues. Episode 29. Thanks for... uh, Why are you laughing about that? What a title. (laughs) Uh, I'm super excited. Today, we're going to do a show on sports. And the new world and the old world. And I brought in two big, giant sports fans. Right. <laughs> named Georgia and Nicola. These are my daughters, two of four. One is acting like an idiot, but I love her. That's Georgia. Why are you woofing? What's that about? I'm a sports fan. That's what we I'm do. A sports fan. That's that's, that's yeah. what we do. That's what we do, baby. <laughs> and the other one is Nico. You're 18, mm-hmm. and you were not woofing. <laughs> Soon to be, though. Are you going to get your about to rocket? Okay, so we're going to do we're going to do a show on sports because I love sports. And I think uh, we can say something about the new world, old world divide, guys. And um, I want to tell you a story today. So the whole concept was we'd come in like when you were little and I would tell you stories. Do you remember those days up in the uh, you guys don't remember Thorny Ave Thorny on Ave. Long Island on Long Island? <clears throat> Oh, was that that was the house? Yeah, I remember. Do you remember that? that I got stung in the eye. By the you got stung in the eye in the front yard, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But you used to like when I tell you stories. I remember mom telling us stories. I don't know. Really, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> we raced that part. Okay, I want to tell you first of all, uh, you guys, can you name my favorite baseball team? Uh, you have a couple. Yeah, I do. That's right. Oakland A's. That's like so not right. <laughs> I not know. Close. That's not. You either. love the Orioles. That's I oh, do since I was a kid. Very good. Okay. What's the other team? This is sad. They're whispering. This doesn't. You don't need. It's not like private. You don't need a strategy for this. San Francisco. That's incorrect. San Francisco Bulls. batters. No. <laughs> okay, this is a sports pod. Uh, can you name my favorite basketball team? Yes, the Knicks. Oh, very good. Well done. Can you name my favorite football team? Jets. 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 Yeah, you got it. Look at this. This is pretty good. So the New York Jets, the New York Mets, uh, the Orioles are my like little baby, like since oh, I was a baby. it's in the title, Well, man. you don't even oh, have, wow. yeah, that's correct. Oh, that was pretty That's sad. correct. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, Dang. hold on. I want to tell you in just like a couple seconds how much of a sports fan I am. And all I'm going to do is cite some numbers. New York Jets, 61 years since they last won a championship. Oh, <laughs> that's tough. New York Knicks, 
You ready? Ready. Yeah. 59 years since they last won a championship. It's a little better, but still tough. It's a long time ago. Long time. The Mets have won two championships uh, in 70 years. Wow. 70? 70 years. If you combine all three of my teams over the last 20 years, let's say you and I were, all of us were to go to one of these games of any one of those teams. Let's say we were to go 10 times. How often would we see any of my sports teams win? Is this a math question? <laughs> no, well, it's just that it's a, really it, it was just given. It was just I just spoke it in English. It was just in English. <laughs> it's not a math question. It, it, how often do you think we would see the Mets, Jets, or Knicks win if we went ten times? Out of those ten Whoa. times, how often would one of my teams win? Maybe twice. Yeah, two and a half times. Maybe three. Max, so talking about thirty percent winning percentage. <laughs> That's why I was woofing because you like underdogs. Oh, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who roots for these teams spends like precious times of his life wasting it on these teams. No. They love sports, or another way to say it is, they hate life. <laughs> So I want to talk about sports today, guys. And so it's almost like violent rooting for those teams. It's like a riot. And I want to tell you a story about a riot. Do you want to hear about it? Sure, yeah. But it's a sports yeah. riot. And it happened a long time ago. You ready? Yeah. And I got questions for you as we go. There's a reason you're on this show, I, I think. By the way, say hello real quick so everybody knows the voice. Because it's Georgie, say hello. Come a little closer. <laughs> Don't be a jerk. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. Georgie, you, are you in college right now? I'm in college right now. I'm in my senior year. And where are you attending college? Oberlin o College and Conservatory. Okay, you're a, you're a musician, right? Yes, yes. Nico, just say your voice because people can tell the difference. Hello. Jeez. That was very actressy. <laughs> are you an actress? No. Hello. <laughs> well, that's good, too. You are uh, studying dance, right? I'm studying dance education. So you guys would both be really rich. Ooh. Not. Living in your garage. <laughs> okay, fine. You can live in there. All right, let's do this. Remember, on this show, we do new world, old world stuff, guys. So let's mm -hmm. just, re a real quick history question for both of you. When do you think the new world begins in history out of, say, like the last, you know, 3,000 years? Like how long ago do you think, hey, the new world? Papa's always talking about the new world. What? Like, how long ago did that begin? Are you in it now? I'm thinking we're in post-New World. Ooh, very impressive, yes. When do you think the New World began? Probably like, Enlightenment era. Oh, that's nice. That's correct. Do you know when that was? 17. I don't think they heard that excellent <laughs> guess. It's very mouse-like. 17? <laughs> 17. You know 17 what? 17 what? Oh, probably... Right when they right dropped now, the Magna right now, Carta. Ladies and gentlemen, she saw that she might be on the right track, so her eyes got wide and she started to. 17. Magna Carta is 1200. Oh, oh no. Um, we, on this show, we say 1650s. 1650s, okay. So it's not accurate, but it's kind of a general idea. This story takes place before 1650. This story takes place oh, in 532 AD. Whoa. Yes. It's a very old world story. 
that takes place in modern-day Turkey. Constantinople, have you ever heard of that? Yes. Do you know the name of that city today, given the fact that together you guys have a lot of college? Ooh, you got it. Is that a song? The teams that we're talking about in this sports story, Mm -hmm. they wear green and blue. Can you... What uniform color to say the Jets wear? Green, green. and white. Green, very wow. nice. Wow, next point, Nico. Knicks, Knicks. Yeah, you orange. don't. Orange. What? Are you seeing a no, poster? No, 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 no. It's coming to me. Orange, orange and blue. Well, you don't know anything about sports, but you know that. <laughs> that was right. That's correct. Lord have mercy. So these are the greens and the blues, okay? And both teams are from Constantinople. All right, and both teams play baseball, but that's not true because baseball is not that old. Both teams in this case play chariots. Okay. All right, they are chariot teams, mm-hmm. giant horses. Okay, at least three of them. That would be called a triga. If you drove four horses, that would be a quadriga. Mm. There weren't usually chariots with more than four horses, but every now and then the really good drivers would come out with 10 and go really fast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 10 horses and a little chariot and a, one guy in the back driving that. That what sounds What was that called? A, I don't I think that was like that. just to show off. <laughs> mm. But these guys would get going in these big stadiums. In the story we're going to tell, the stadium was the Hippodrome. The stadium could seat 100,000 people. That's 20,000 more than go to a Jets game. Mm-hmm. And that's 1,700 years ago. Wow. Yeah. In Rome, this was, remember, in Constantinople, in Rome, they had a stadium that could fit 200,000 people. Goodness. So, uh, it's not new, right? This is sports back then. Now, these chariot guys, they got going top speed, sometimes 40 miles an hour. It's fast. Pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40 miles an hour. Imagine you're in your car, but now just take off the roof, take off the doors, and you're flying at 40 miles an hour and you're standing. You got to be pretty good at your job. Pretty athletic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So these chariot races, people love them. They had become more popular at this point than the old gladiator games. So you know how we have baseball, football? Well, they had gladiator games. And the gladiator games were literally people fighting each other often to the death. Mm -hmm. Okay? Those were becoming less popular. And the reason for that is because Christianity was becoming more popular. Constantine in 311 started to say things like, I don't know if we should be chopping each other's heads off in front of a 1,000 Christians or 50,000 Christians. So they started to think twice about that, but it still happened for many hundreds of years. But eventually the chariot races become more popular. So popular that sometimes people will get hyped to a point of violence. And that's a little bit about our story. Let me give you one last fact, which is really cool. A lot of the fans would come, and you know there's some famous stories of NFL football games where people throw bottles on the on the, uh, on the the field. Oh. Yeah, well, they used to throw spikes on the track to try to derail the other team. What? Greens and blues, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so what about the teams? Let's go a little bit deeper on that. The greens were old school team. They were the old school team. They were supported by commoners for the most part. They'd been a powerhouse for more than 500 years at the time of our story. Mm. 
So for 500 years, if you rooted for the green, your probably dad rooted for the greens, your dad's dad mm-hmm. rooted for the greens. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Their most famous fan in history was a guy named Commodus. Now, have you guys seen the movie The Gladiator? No. I've seen With clips. Russell Crowe? Yeah. Russell Crowe, he is not Commodus, but he ends up fighting Commodus in that movie. Well, Commodus was a real guy, and Commodus really was a crazy person, and he really did imagine himself as Hercules. He thought he was Hercules reincarnated. So guess what he did? He climbed down and got in the chariots and often fought in the gladiator rings himself. And his favorite team was the Greens, okay? He used to actually come out and warm up the crowd. Now, remember, he's the emperor. of. The, he's like, imagine like Trump doing it. Well, you could actually imagine Trump doing this. <laughs> but, okay, Obama, I don't know who, comes out, winds, right, like stretches out, grabs a javelin, and then throws it like into the heart of a wolf tied up. <laughs> That's what communists did. How hot is that, though? Scary. It's crazy. So there's your emperor throwing, like, javelins at wolves. Well, uh, right, this was one of the great green supporters. Another great green supporter. I think you've heard about this guy. Have you ever heard of Nero? Yes. Mm -hmm. Emperor Nero was also a green supporter. For, you know, that was 300 years before our story. Actually, sorry, almost 500 years before our story. Nero was the Caesar, the president. I mean, he's not a president. He's not elected. But he's the Caesar who actually used to punish Christians who, you know, weren't doing what he liked by putting them on spikes, uh, putting oil on top of their heads and their bodies, and then lighting them on fire. Hmm. He was a green supporter. Oh, my gosh. But that doesn't mean the green supporters were all bad. But it does mean the green supporters were the commoners. And a lot of the times, the emperors wanted to have the greens behind them. Because if they have the people behind them. They were populists. Excellent. Right? One other green, famous green supporter was Caligula. He had a lot of girlfriends and a lot of boyfriends and a lot of animal friends. Oh, no. He was, yeah, he was out of control. He's a fuzz. No. He's a, well, you can say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Andrew, a, cut that out. He would cut, cut out what you were about to say. <laughs> we shouldn't talk about fuzzies on you. Fuzzies. Furries. Furries. Furries no, really. are people that we like shouldn't. animals? Yeah. I don't no, think no, no, no. It's illegal. people who like dressing up as animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, dressing up as animals. That's a different... (laughs) That's not what Caligula was. Okay. Anyway, why am I telling you all this? Because I want you to hear in history all these characters who are very famous, but who also were sports fans, right? Now, those are some emperors, but guess what? The Blues, they also had supporters, okay? And the Blues were a different kind of team. Think the Jets, if New York, if you go to New York, the Jets fans are the commoners. Okay, yeah. They're much more like <laughs> the working man's. Mm. Well, in the same city, if you root for the Giants, you tend to be blue bloods. You tend to be a little bit more old-fashioned. The Giants are an older team. They have the older, more established fans. Well, that was like the blues in the Byzantine Empire. So who were the blues? Well, the blues tend to be associated with the traditional 
ideas, the upper class ideas, and very interestingly enough, the Orthodox Christian ideas. So in the, in the empire at the time, there were many different ways to know Christ, just like there are today. There's Protestants, right? There's, there's congregations. There's all these mm-hmm. things that happen in time mm-hmm. and all these stories about who Christ was. Well, they had the same kind of arguments. And the Greens tend to be supported by somebody called the Monophysites, Monophysites who believed that Christ had sort of one nature over the other. And then the Orthodox taught that he was two natures equally. Well, guess what? The fans of the blues tended to be Orthodox. They tended to be older and they tended to be more established. One of the things about the blue teams at this point that in the story we're going to tell you about is the blues were uh, the best breeders of the horses. So they had their riders weren't as cool, their drivers, but they had better horses. The Greens in our story had very flamboyant drivers, guys who were making like a billion dollars in today's money. They were multi, multi millionaires, very famous. They used to dress up crazy, like bare chested and then crazy tattoos and then uh, like a a wigwam on their head. They They were like entertainers. The Greens loved these guys. And so the Greens and the Blues, okay? So... One of the people I want to tell you about in the story, okay, that's going to pop up is a blue supporter named Theodora, okay? Justinian was the emperor and Theodora was his wife, okay? And so they were big supporters of the blues. And so what you need to know is that Constantine also had been a supporter of the blues 200 years before. And Constantine was the guy who said, hey, this emperor, this empire that I run that's pagan, ah, It's going to bend toward Christianity. He was a supporter of the blues. And so there's a lot of information that helps you. But let's get started, okay, with this idea of the actual narrative of the story. You ready? One day in 532 AD, during a pretty typical set of races, there usually were 24 races in a day, some of the supporters, well, they got sideways, got a little drunk, had a little fun, and they got, well, riotous, and they started burning stuff, right? I'll give you an example. Like that scene in Silver Linings Playbook? Were you going to say that? What was that? That happened in that movie? I know, I didn't see that. It happened. There was a riot after a ball game. Yeah, well, Bradley Cooper <laughs> was trying to break it up. Oh. <laughs> he couldn't get involved. This is a movie you recently saw, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? In 1990, after the Detroit Pistons won... In Detroit, there was a riot and like eight people got killed. Oh my god! Yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah. Well, there was there was a riot after one of these races in 532 A.D. and basically, well, seven guys got caught during the riot burning stuff and acting crazy. And so, well, the Praetorian guards locked these seven guys up and they were charged with treason. And shortly. Right after that, they were sentenced to death. Wow. Yeah. Seven guys. Well, when they came to execute them, uh, not a few people turned up because it turned out they were famous fans, supporters of the Blues and the Greens. In fact, they were mixed. There were five supporters of the blue of the Greens and two supporters of the Blues. Okay. And so what happened was the crowd got pretty big outside their outside the gallows where they were being uh, executed. You have to understand the picture. 
The protests weren't just about the guys that got arrested. This is also the time when the Byzantine Empire was engaged in a lot of wars overseas. Justinian, who was the emperor at the time, he was the Caesar, right? He was very good at conquering people. In fact, he thought it was his duty to reclaim the lands lost by the Roman Empire in the previous 200 years. So Justinian, think of him as a proud nationalist who's saying we're going back out and conquering what was always ours. Mm. But to do that, he has to have big armies. And to have big armies, he has to raise taxes. And so one of the things that was happening in 532 is those taxes were hurting people. They were a lot of money coming out of their pocketbooks. Mm. And Justinian, being a type of populist, also taxed the rich. And that was very rare that the rich were taxed. And so he was taxing both the greens and the blues. And so, as it turns out, these protesters were not just mad about who got arrested. They were actually mad about Justinian in general and his policies. Mm-hmm. Starting to make sense. Mm-hmm. And now you got seven guys standing up there about to be hung. And they're seven sort of regular Joes, but they're known very well to all of these reds and blues, these sporting. Greens and blues? Sorry, greens and blues. And they know them well and they come out to protest. Well, there they are at the gallows. Seven rioters are let out, and one by one, they load up the nooses. And when the time comes, they drop them. And guess what happens? All seven are too heavy for the gallows. Oh, what? Oh, my gosh. Goes boom, 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 boom. Oh. And it comes down. And five of the guys don't make it. Oh, no. But the gallows breaking down means two of them actually don't die. They're hanging there sideways and their feet are touching and they're not dying. And so the protest gets pretty wild. Like, that's not right. You know, when you see somebody struggling for their life. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. Yeah, horrible. And guess what? The whole scaffold eventually falls down and the two guys survive and now the place goes crazy. Well, in the melee, the protesters gathered the two guys up and they rushed them into a church. And Did they know who, what team either of them were supporting? They just know they were the two survivors. But they mm-hmm. both, they all kind of know that one's a red and one's a blue because that's what's happened. One red survives and one blue survives. Now, the church at the time was a type of sanctuary. Once you got in there, you couldn't, the Praetorian Guard, the police couldn't just walk into a church. And so they're safe in there, but they're quickly surrounded by the Praetorian Guard, the guard of the, of, of the emperor, right? And so famously, two monks show up and they stand outside as symbols of the sanctuary, to say, you can't go in here and kill these guys. And so there's this standoff between these two monks and this whole Praetorian guard protecting these two saved men, one green, one blue. That was on a Saturday. You guys got it? Mm-hmm. By Tuesday, the Praetorian guard was itching for a fight. They're tired of it. Justinian is not making a move. He's not sure what to do. What if you go in and get them? It could get worse in the city, the rioting, right? Yeah. All around the church, blues and greens are now gathering. There's thousands of people that are come, turning out. You guys remember the, the uh, marches this summer, right? Mm-hmm. Now, multiply by 10 or 15, and a lot of angry people, and two guys inside that supposedly innocent. And so thousands are gathering, and guess what? 
the crowds start to gather at the Hippodrome too. Not a thousand or ten, but fifty thousand people gather into the Hippodrome to watch the races, but also to support and to protest. So you've got literally seventy thousand people in the city all out and about, mm-hmm. and it's kind of raucous, right? Well, by the twenty-second race on that Tuesday, four days after, right, the red and the blue, green. Uh, sorry, the red. <laughs> sorry, the <laughs> blue and the green supporters are in the church. There's more than a hundred thousand people who want Justinian to let them go. Mm-hmm. You know what Justinian said? No. Do you know what he said actually at the stadium what? where he was watching the races? I don't. And watching the protesters? You know what he said? What? Nothing. What? Yeah. He didn't say anything. He was at the races listening to chants, listening to the protesters, and he said nothing. He just sat there. Hmm. Race by race, the crowd got angrier and angrier until finally the whole place broke into a chant. Nika, Nika, Nika. Now, Nico, your name actually comes from this. <laughs> Nika, 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 Nika. And it got louder and louder. And guess what happened? <laughs> that meant victory. But this time, guess what? It wasn't a red, a uh, blue chanting it or a green chanting it for the they greens or blues. United. They were united against the emperor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nika, Nika. And the whole yeah. city that night... The whole city went up in flames. Oh. Serious rioting took over the entire capital city. The rioters actually burned down Hagia Sophia. Now, Hagia Sophia was Constantine's church, the largest single church in the entire world. One of the most beautiful places. I've been there, guys. You got to come with me next time we go. But it is the center of Christianity at this time. They burn it down, all the way down. It collapses all four walls. It's wow. built out of wo- uh, wood at that time. At this Now it's built out of stone. So guess what happens? What? When the church comes down, that's a sign to Justinian that the city is next and probably his life. This thing's out of control. Yeah, really not looking good. What's this is how it feels to be, by the way, a Jets fan. You feel like the whole world's always collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> or you Would could you? just, you know, pick a team that's good. <gasps> like mom does? <laughs> like when mom says she roots for the Yankees and doesn't know who, really who they are, I say why. And she goes, because they're the best. I mean, there's a method. Yeah. Do you guys do that? Is that how you pick boyfriends? Don't pick boyfriends, by the way. Yeah, that's how I pick. I just, they're just lined up for me and I just pick <laughs> the And that's what you do? <laughs> I feel like that's true. No. <laughs> it's not true? That's good. I'm She's weirdly against humble. you ever having a boyfriend. Weirdly? I feel like that's pretty typical. Uh, well, I mean, ever? Ever is pretty yeah, strong. Yeah, that's a little extreme. If you do, guys, if you when you do, if you have one of those boyfriends and you get married, if you have one of those husbands, then will they be Jets fans? Um, that's actually one of the things that they're not allowed to be. <laughs> Fake laugh. Gosh. <laughs> Guys, want to happen? Want to hear what happens after yeah, the city goes it. up in flames? Want to hear? Want to hear? Want to hear? All right. So here's the deal. Now the crowd starts calling for a lots of stuff, including people's heads. Yeah. Ooh. They demand that three of Justinian's closest advisors, including his number one tax advisor, he they demand that he give them up, send them out to the crowd. Ooh. And they demand that they resign. And guess what? Justinian 
does it. Oh, does I don't it? like that. He sends them out. And they don't get killed, but they are no longer part of his government. They don't get Why killed? Why isn't he taking the blame? Well, because the, the crowd does not actually, because there's danger in killing those men. It's illegal, you know what I mean? They don't kill them, though. Hmm. But it's a sign that Justinian's trying to negotiate. Well, how do you think that goes? It doesn't mollify the crowd. They don't stop rioting. So the next thing he does is he sends a force, a goth force. These are Goths are a type of people. I think today, what does that mean to you? Like a way to dress? This was an actual ethnic group. Oh, yeah, an ethnic group that were from the east and had uh, they had migrated across the Roman Empire and they were very good at fighting. And so they had been co opted by the Byzantines as a fighting force and been trained. Think of like Navy SEALs. And basically, what Justinian said to them is, is okay, get your weapons, get your stuff, and go out and put this down. Stop this rebellion. Well, guess what happens? Goths. They don't. The Goths die and, oh. and get beaten by the by the uh, crowd. And so the Goth force swallowed up and killed by the rioters. They don't stop it. And so Thursday comes and Probus. What if you guys, what if we mom and dad named you Probus? That'd be tough. I'd probably go by my middle name. (laughs) What? Yeah, you would. I'd go by bus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Probus, guess who Probus is? Probus is the youngest nephew of the previous emperor. Got it? Youngest nephew of the previous Previous emperor, emperor before Justinian. Probus gets lifted up, held in high esteem, and put forward by the crowd of, of blues and greens. He gets put forward as the true Caesar. Ooh. They say, you are the man. Right? And guess what happens? Nobody can find Probus. Because mm-hmm. Probus runs out of the city as soon as he starts to hear that they're trying to make him the next Caesar. Because he knows that's going to not end well, right? Mm-hmm. So he runs and he flees. He's no dummy, right? And then for two more days, the city is in war until finally on Sunday, January 18th, that's one full week later, Justinian went to the imperial box. It's called a cathisma. You guys know that from church, a cathisma. He goes to the imperial box, the place where he's supposed to sit in the hippodrome. He takes two gospels and he acknowledges his errors. He holds up the gospels. For one for Justinian? each, reach in the emperor and says, I have sinned with this hand and with this. And he promises to redress and fix the grievances of the populace. He promises to pardon the rioters. And what do you think happens next? You think that they're happy? They want blood. Yeah, they're not done. <laughs> the crowd keeps going nuts. And this time, they drag another relative of the previous emperor into the streets, and they crown him Caesar. And that little guy, he was famously short, was called Hypatius. Mm. They say, no, Justinian, you're too late. The greens and the blues are united against you. And Justinian got scared. And he and his counselors deliberated over whether to quit the capital and head out in search of some heavy-duty troops. Mm. But the Empress, Theodora, she's an interesting character. Theodora had been the daughter of a bear trainer, a bear keeper. 
So any play, any time in the Byzantine Empire, if you went to some some city, there was a circus, and bears were in the circus. Usually, the bears weren't trying to hurt no. people. So her father people trained the, the bears. bears. Well, yeah, you could argue that. I think today, would you guys go to a circus today? Mm-mm. Definitely, but would no. Oberlin even let you go to a circus? We have a circus called O Circus. <laughs> they have the, an Instagram page too. If you want to check it out, the O Circus. <laughs> it's called Quick Sponsor. The O Circus. What happens at the O Circus? People get thrown around. No, they don't. <laughs> yes, they it's do. It's Oberlin. It's real. Seriously? Yeah, that's... What, like masked men? Like throw you around? <laughs> I get it. What kind of circus is this? Trained Oberlin student professionals throw each other around. No way. Like circus. Yeah. But they don't have bears. No bears. Well, it depends. <laughs> so Oberlin, Oberlin, which is not... Which let's put it this way is not the cheapest school in the United States of America. (laughs) Has circus training? Yes, they have a lot of people who have a love for the circus, but the crowd didn't have have no love for Justinian. No, they didn't. Go back to that. That was good. I like that. (laughs) So, uh, we'll get back to the O Circus. Also, get a new name. That's not a good name. The O Circus? I think that's kind of cool. The Circus O. <laughs> the worst. Uh, so Justinian thinks about leaving. Well, his wife, Theodora, who is this commoner who becomes an actress, and then she is seen by Justinian earlier before all this happened, and he just falls in love with her and says, bring her to me. He puts Romantic. A, yeah, I know. He puts away his own, <laughs> so. he puts away his own wife and then marries her. Well, oh, she, oh, my God. I know, tough, right? Well, she's the Love. empress now. And she's tough and different and very common. And her speech to her husband, as he's getting ready to leave, goes like this. I can read it. Would you like to read it? Yeah. Yes. Can you see it? Nico, do you want to? No, you take Quote, it. Quote? Okay. Go ahead. You got to read into the mic, though. My opinion, then is that the present time, above all others, is inopportune for flight, even though it brings safety. It is impossible that a man of courage, my man, could become a fugitive. May you and I, Justinian, never be separated from this purple. It is purple, after all, my dear, that makes the most beautiful winding sheet of all. Beautifully, beautifully wow. done. Thank you, wow. thank you, thank you. Really well done. She was. So you were Theodora there. Theodora. Mm. What were you saying? In a nutshell. It is purple, after all, my dear, that makes the most beautiful winding sheet of all. That last part is important. What's a winding sheet? I'm going to guess it's a sheet. A fitted sheet? A fitted sheet. (laughs) Okay, I like that, but somehow I'm thinking that's not right. (laughs) Winding sheet is their their clothing. Yeah, winding sheet is what happens when you die. You're wound in a sheet and buried. Oh. Like the Shroud of Turin. That Christ was buried in was a winding mm-hmm. sheet, right? And so oh, a, yes. a winding sheet, she said, is most beautiful when it's purple. Mm. What's she saying to her husband? Purple Royal. is the color of royalty. Royalty. And I think it's and time courage. for you to stand up. And if you die, we'll wind you up in the purple sheet. At Dang. Least, she's hard. Yeah, she's, she's hard. hard. She's like, at least you'll die an emperor and not somebody running tail. Mm-hmm. Well, you you know he's not leaving after that. Yeah. Right? He's like, ah. Oh. Right? So he stays. 
He stays, and he doesn't die. On the outskirts of town, it turns out, two of Justinian's most important supporters, Belisarius and Mundus, their generals, very important characters in history, they had marshaled their troops. They knew what was going on. Their best fighting men were now in tow. Justinian and his best generals re-entered the Hippodrome through two separate entrances, and guess what they did to that mob? Hundred thousands of people there. They trapped them inside inside the Hippodrome. Mm -hmm. As one Byzantine historian, Theophanes, he wrote, in the end, not one of the citizens, neither one green nor one blue, who are in that Hippodrome survived. So they're saying, they think, and they don't know, but at least 30,000 people were hacked to death (gasps) inside the Hippodrome. Yikes. Um... Yeah, all of them got chopped up. And guess what? People got arrested across the city. Hypatius, remember him? Who's he? He's a rash. He's the little nephew? Mm-hmm. He's the nephew. They track him down. And he gets beheaded. For what? Well, because he was going to be the next emperor. Yeah, but he was like, I don't want that. I know. <laughs> he should have tried a little harder. Like, remember Probus when he ran, hit the road? Probus is like, I'm not even playing. <laughs> so guess what? In the end... Justinian actually got more powerful. He executed tons of people, and the Nika revolt was over. So what does this have to do? With anything. With anything? No. No, with sports team. It's a sports team, right? And here's what happens, just so you know. Eventually, because of that riot, the emperors from there on out, refused to allow more than 16 races and then eight races a day. And eventually what happened to charioteering and betting on it and and breeding horses and everything, it died out. Mm -hmm. In part because the sports fans themselves kind of ruined their own sport. Well, how can you go back to a game after all that? Well, they did. They did. It continued for another 150, 200 years. But Mm. by the time of the Byzantine Empire, it wasn't really even a thing. So here's my question for you guys. The biggest, by the way, the biggest sports riot ugliness that ever happened was in soccer. It was in Peru in 1964. Basically, there was a riot broke out in the middle of the match. They brought in the police and 318 people were killed. Whoa. 318? Yeah. Yeah. What about the Patriots riot? The New England Patriots? Yeah. Was that a riot? Every time they play, there's a riot. <laughs> every time they play, there's a riot in my heart because they destroy my team every time. So basically, I think what I what I want to ask you guys as we head out, because we're about done, is does this feel like a story that could take place in our new world? Or does it feel too far away? Mm. Feel free to speak into the microphone. <laughs> In other words, is there a divide in your head that says to you, no, 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 we couldn't do this? Or does it feel like, "Ah, that's it. That's a new world possibility. For me, Georgia, my first impulse is like, that's some old world stuff. That that ain't gonna Like 30,000. That's a lot of hacking. Yeah, man. So it's like the blood levels. It's, It's the sheer, like, I don't know. It's the brute force of it all. It doesn't seem like that. It was so blatantly violent, you know? I see. I see. What about for you, Nico? Same? Yeah, because even when you look at the rides from this summer, 
there were there was a level of violence and chaos and horror but not to that extent and you're talking and about i don't think it i don't think in our new world it will get to that extent but you know what actually now that you bring that up i do think it's possible <laughs> You're changing. <laughs> what made you change? Considering the events, considering the events and the reaction to people's, um, you know, re the reaction to the violence over the summer. And then also thinking about like Portland, that was pretty mm -hmm. ugly. I think, I think it's Cape, I think there's a possibility that that could happen. In if the I new put world. 10 of your peers or 100 of your peers in a room, ask them, is this just dustbin history stuff or is this possible in your, you know, in our world? What is the percentage out of the hundred that would say, come on, man, that's not happening? How many are saying this is old school, weird, barbarian, old world stuff? Mm. Um, I'll, I'll say like 70%. 70 would say old, old world barbarian. 30% mm -hmm. might say, hey, it could happen. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe depending on how I feel like depending on how jaded you are, your your percentages oh. are going to change. Okay, now it gets really interesting. Do the more jaded people have a political party here? Would would the 70% who say this can't happen be like say blue stated people, say liberal people in America? And the people say, oh, yeah, this could happen. They're red state people or flip it. Do you think it's connected? Um, Maybe. I wasn't even thinking yeah. about that. But Oh, you weren't? I wasn't. So the maybe. more jaded you are here, what does jaded mean to you? Um, Like less trusting of our government or like the state of things, the condition of the new world. So here's a question. Would the... Jaded people or more jaded people also be people who don't wear masks? Possibly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, you say yes. <laughs> there is yeah. a large chance. So with the, the people with less masks on or the let's say less often masked people also be the people who say this is more likely to happen today? Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's an interesting <laughs> jump. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know. Because, see, one of the things in history you try to do is you never just want to say this is going to repeat itself. You don't want to do that. You want to say what were the uh, the elements in play in 532 and then how do those elements translate? And then you have to put it through all this stuff, right, like through the, the modern mind. So does the modern mind think of itself as on a team or are we all on one team? And what are we willing to do for our team? Who are we willing mm -hmm. to hurt for our team? Mm -hmm. And then this is a time of teams, not just the greens and the blues, but also ethnicities. Does that make sense? People knew who they were in that sense, what team they're on. Mm. Do you guys have a team? I got a team. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you could have seen her, that was a ridiculous, like it, it was sort of like an athlete face or something. <laughs> You you got a team? I got a team. <laughs> Do you though? Team what? T 
team, Hagen Das ice cream bar. I actually think that's accurate. Correct. Everybody who loves that kind of ice cream bar, y'all are in my team. Uh, or a team. That's nice. So you would kill like a thousand people for Hagen Das. Wow. But not not thirty thousand. Not thirty. Not thirty. You got a team, Nico? Huh. Team Nicola, like you're on your own team. <laughs> I'm an independent. <laughs> is there something you would? I don't. I want. I won't say kill for. Is there something you? No, definitely, definitely. But I can't put my finger on it right now. I'm a very independent. <laughs> Do you think person. you should move toward putting your finger on it? Or is, should here implies good or bad? Is it good to move toward figuring out your team, or is it bad? Hmm. I don't know. When I think of team, I think of identity. And I think, you know, creating your identity is somewhat important. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You? It's These are not easy questions. <laughs> I know. We're not, I'm not throwing you under the bus as much as just, I, I think people are interested in hearing from someone other than, you know, me. I've got my ideas. I mean, I think teams are important. Probably yeah, I not. I think it's important, but not, they're not in to the point at such a high level of importance that it's like crucial to have in your life Mm -hmm. you know Mm. like some people put too much i think importance into having a team Mm. and let it dictate their life this might be an old world example of that right Mm. yeah it's an interesting question i we could stay on it i think we might in future episodes come back to it because i think in i'll just end with this guys and then you can put in your final thoughts too is Mm. is one of the things that happens new world old world break one of the things that happens is is the individual becomes their own team Mm. and so the idea of killing or being killed for yourself that kind of makes sense. But the idea of doing it for someone else becomes less and less prevalent. Not not that that's good or bad, mm-hmm. but it becomes harder and harder for an individual to say that I would hurt someone else for someone else. It becomes, it becomes kind of hard. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which could say, say that leads to less violence. But the 20th century, when you guys were little, that was a pretty rough century for killing people. So I don't know. I don't know the answer. I have a question about oh, good. teams. Does does the idea of teams imply that you chose that group? What about teams that you were kind of born into? Like team hears? <laughs> yeah. Or like your race or for a lot of people, their religions. So do you think, are you asking this, is to choose your team therefore a more powerful event than being put on it? In other words, is that kind of what you're getting at? Is there is there a better way to be on a team than just to be like born into it? Definitely, definitely that. And also, what has the shift been, do you think, from old world to new world in terms of... Because I have a feeling that like new world teams are are chosen as opposed to... Or maybe not. I don't no, know. no, no. I think you're onto something there. That's interesting. Is this why maybe we don't value our last name as much? Because I got put on that team. You got put on my team. Mm. You know, you didn't have a choice. Yeah. Wait, who told you that we don't value our last name? Oh, no, I'm not saying you do. I think modern people may value the last name less than they value their first name. 
Oh, yeah, probably. Because the first name is something that sort of implies that they're their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so by extension, maybe choosing to be on a team is in definition more powerful and more like individualistic. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I definitely know one of the old world the old world inclination was to value the team that the God put you on. Mm. And the God in this case would be the ancestors of your father or mother. And that's why you're on that team is for reasons that are somewhat like mystical and spiritual and elemental and cosmological. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Guys, let's say goodbye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's really not the way to do it. You guys want to say it with me? These words. Shenny's Gaggy Marjos. That means to you. Wait, wait, we don't have to ruin it now. Okay, okay. One more time. Shenny's Gaggy Marjos. That means to you the victory. (laughs) You're doing it again. (laughs) That means to you the victory. (laughs) Often said at the KP table in Georgia. That's our pod today. This was Georgia. 22-year-old Georgia soon and 18-year-old Nico, (laughs) 19 soon. Uh, They're here with us. That's our pod for today. Thanks for coming along. Watar is produced by Andrew Shork and Daniel Paternos. Our pod is brought to you by the Creators (laughs) First Things Foundation. That's a nonprofit that live and work in some of the world's most impoverished places. We go there in order to create momentum for local people and their idea of a better life. Share Watar with friends. Right, guys? Share it. Isn't that a thing? Share, like, follow. Share, like, follow. Hit us up for a solid review. Mm-hmm. Do I sound hip saying you that? You sound really nice. old. <laughs> Did I sound old? Hit us up for a solid Dang, review. man. No, no, no. Try, try Every, this. Try this. Smash that like button. Smash that like button, yo. <laughs> no, How don't I do? add the yo. I can't add the yo? Horrible. Watch this. Watch this. Smash that like button, baby. No. Oh, no. Smash terrible. that like button. Terrible. Okay, let's see. Okay. And finally, uh, when you do that, uh, your love for us helps us to go and serve others. Nakfamdis, hasta luego. Can you guys say bye in various languages? Adios. Oh, that's so no. good. <laughs> Au revoir, Kambufo. Peace out. Mm. Um, that's it. They, they have no more. That's it. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Okay. Bye. Bye.